This is episode 241 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Will. Would you bump me? I'd bump me. Hagwood. It puts the focus in the basket. <laughs> Ryan. Nobody spoils Spider-Man for me. Stan Azuski. Correct. I have a baby. I don't have all the time in the world anymore <laughs> to see any movie I want exactly on the night it comes out. Just hold off a little while longer. Apparently, my my parents might be nice enough to let my wife my wife and I have a date night. Go see it this week or next week. Just hold out till after the end of the year. By Marcel, if he's gonna be late, we all know because he'll randomly say words that nobody else hears. Manzano. Hey, yo. And, hey, who's that guy? And Filippo, the Italian stallion, Bossi. Ooh, you're actually the first person that dubs me that, even if I'm in the comfort of my best car pajamas. Listen, I have a story about somebody in a Boba Fett hoodie. We'll talk about it offline. Can't talk about it here, <laughs> but it's a great story. All right. So uh, today, folks, we, like you said, we have a, we have a guest, and uh, we're going to be talking about something called the Chain Code Project, SW Chain Code. Um, you know, I, I would say, like, I'm not going to, like, claim it. Like, it was my idea, but I would say that I had, like, the seed. Like, I, I planted the seed, and a cool tree is going to come out of it, hopefully. Uh, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, also, of course, we're going to get some lists of the week. If you have your questions, make sure to post them on our Discord. If you're not a part of that community, make sure you do so. And, of course, becoming a patron is the way to become one of our largest group of supporters. We have Pursuit Squadron shipping here in the new year. So if you want to get your hands on that, head to patreon.com slash gold squadron. All right, Philippa, who are you? Let's start there. Like, what? what is your involvement in x-wing you've done more things than just this thing that we're doing so i figure we should start there so who am i uh well let's say that i've been playing x-wing since it has been on the market because incidentally at that time i was in the us so some fella in san diego actually showed me the game and then from that it was just you know uh a, a river like actually run me over and I kept playing and playing and playing and then I switched to organizing some events here and there advocating the game at my local game stores and from that I ended up coordinating the organized play network in Italy and from that thanks to you know people wanting to have me on board I've ended up judging at some quite big events all over Europe you might recognize me from the dancing dude from Euros 2019. Very nice, very nice. The dancing dude, the dancing dude. Yeah, you have to entertain players in a line waiting for the prizes. So of course, of course. I get it. I get it. All right, man. Well, you know, we're we're just gonna literally we're just diving face first into this, face first into this. Let me go ahead and uh, and pull up that super sweet image that that we had, but um. SW Chenko, this is something that you, you you whispered in my ear this this idea, and I was just like, oh, that's Ooh, nice. that's interesting. I, I I like that. I like that. So let's let's go ahead and talk about it. 
just a little bit. Give, give us the synopsis. Now, um, I will tell you that I didn't share the information with Ryan, Will, or Marcel because I thought it would be really cool for them to kind of have really some organic questions because they're they they don't they they don't know what's going on. So go ahead, <laughs> give give us a synopsis here, real quick. Okay, so elevator pitch would be saying that the SW Chain Code Initiative is a multifaceted venture that aims to fully support the Star Wars tabletop games community. Um, the last two years, I would say they have been pretty challenging to try and get a game at an actual table anywhere kind of on this planet. For... I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Reason, reasons we all know. Uh -huh. I mean, there has been a fair share of face-to-face -face events, mm -hmm. but it has been extremely challenging for, uh, I would say, like tournament organizers like us to actually run a tournament. Oh, we yeah. Did not easy but it was not easy either for players to actually venture out of their houses and play you know restrictions distancing all this stuff uh what we have witnessed while maybe other games kind of lost their drive and the communities maybe got a little bit more sparse is yeah is that a mm -hmm. word yes yeah um the Star Wars tabletop community, X-Wing specifically, literally rallied up altogether and I think thrived beyond any expectations. Because if originally we would used to have like a plethora of small events here and there, during the past two years we've had massive online events every other weekend. Uh, I don't know how many a hundred and more players tournaments you could count in a year, but in the last two years, the whole player base has showed so much dedication for these games. Uh, at this point, time of recording this video is December 2021. We are steadily and progressively going back to the tables. Uh, end of last summer, there have been some events like the Lone Star Open. We had the Europa Cup in Italy. Uh, there's soon going to be the LVO early January, right? In mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how many people that event is going to count, but I think it goes in the few hundreds of people ballpark, right? Yeah. Uh, last weekend, there were at least five to six store championships in the UK, backtracking from the, the ones we missed in 2020. Yeah. yeah, we actually just had one locally. Um, it was like two weeks ago, Marcel, Some, something like that. A local yeah. tournament, you mean? Yeah, local store championship where we, Hello. the 2019 oh. one, we like replayed it or played oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. first yeah, time. That was like a month ago. Yeah. yeah, we still have a hit. We might run another one. So, I mean, we are going back to the tables. And let's say that I found a bunch of like-minded individuals, and I think you lot can put yourself in that basket. Uh we got some discussion going and we thought that building on all the efforts that content creators that have been great advocates for the game these past two years, on the efforts of the shop owners, the tournament organizers, all the local and at-large community leaders, uh, we started exploring what the next steps could be. Um, it was in instrumental for this discussion a 
pitch that a uh, close friend of mine, Tommaso Landini, you might have seen him at the XTC. Uh, he has played in a few teams. He is, I would say, easily one of the best players in Italy. Uh, long ago, and I am extremely uh, ashamed of this, because to actually get this going, it took mm-hmm. a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He pitched me an idea... Uh, that was born and raised from his adjacent experiences in wargaming. Uh, he saw a gap in the state of X-Wing at large, and he pitched me an idea, and I told him, no worries, Tommaso, by the end of the month, I'll get back to you. Three years have passed. <laughs> uh, Wait, life gets so, busy, life gets busy, right? Life, life is busy, life is busy. Like, this conversation happened in... I think June 2018, something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, jump to 2021. As I was saying, building on all the efforts, we said we can give back to the community, especially to the playing community and to the content creator community, and somehow try to support them all. We started studying like the gaps in the X-Wing Legion Armada offering what we realized is that even if these games speaking more specifically about x-wing because uh, it's the system that i'm more confident with of course it's been out on the market for what's now almost 10 years now because it it was launched in october 2012 if i remember correctly uh, sounds close there's there's no centralized hub that shows collated resources content feeds uh there's not a organic global shared and coordinated calendar that everybody can refer to so this might be this might seem like little things we are we are all aware that there's been like similar experiences all over the world like i've been running a small website in italy with a coordinated calendar and a player map and a local mentor map to help players get in touch with each other and find their X-Wing mentor. Um, You lot have been organizing parallel organized play circuits. That's how I would Mm -hmm. dub them with a set set in stone calendar since the start of the year. Hey, it's January. This year, we're going to play these days up to the final. Um, In England, they used something called the 186 tournament tracker where people can report their future events and they got pu- and they get punched in on a website for public reading. In Germany, they use a dedicated platform to keep track of the tournaments, how the players plays, how do they perform here and there. Uh, we had in the X-Wing history many content aggregators because all the content gets reported on maybe Reddit, Facebook groups, every website and their grandma has a useful link sections. Right. Uh, currently, every player, every club, every page, every website has a Discord server. So we try to put ourselves in the shoes of somebody discovering these games in 2021 and maybe feeling a little bit lost. I find peculiar that Almost 10 years after X-Wing is on the market, 
every day there's somebody on Facebook, Reddit, Discord, pick your social media, asking, hey, I am from City. I would like to play game. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. uh, so taking all these elements into account, that's how the chain initiative was born. Uh, as said, it's multifaceted. We would like to offer a centralized hub that supports both new players and veteran players to find and use all the X-Wing tools that we already have available, such as squad builders, meta-analysis tools, um, list archiving uh, website, and put them all in a consistent and collated place. Uh, we would like to offer a global shared calendar sided by a visual map to find not only the closest game club, if you're a new player, but also to find a mentor that can um, guide you in your X-Wing journey, in your Legion journey, in your mother journey, because we are very open to, you know, branching out into the other games that need some love and support. For sure. Um, if you are either a new or old player and you want to find all the supporting materials for your game, that's where you're going to find them. This not to say that, honestly, we are trying to appropriate of content made of by other people, but it's another showcase, a centralized showcase. Because you might all agree that there's different levels of engagement from people to the internet. Everybody oh, yeah. has their so social media of choice. There's people who love Discord, people who love Facebook, people who love Twitter, some other people love Reddit, some others don't love any of those. So trying to build a portal and a hub that's kind of not necessarily related to social media, but still allows you to some degree of interaction. To close my extremely long elevator pitch, because this riding <laughs> elevator is extremely long and I know Marcel does not approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on we're on like the 95th floor the the, the sears tower sears tower has 110 so you've got you've got teen <laughs> floors to, to close to close it in. close the deal close the deal close it, yeah <laughs> so all of this is sided by some aspects that cater also to the more competitive crowd of the x-wing player base such as what we like to call a performance tracking tool, mm -hmm. optional, obviously, that you can decide to opt in, opt out to record your performance all across the season. So people, again, like Marcel, can say, oh, yeah, I've totally placed in six top cuts this year over the 21 events I played. I remember that <laughs> post, Marcel. I remember. Stop shaming me because I don't get enough fly time. Uh, and obviously, what we think is an instrumental part of the whole operation because you obviously don't have to only support the players. Mm -hmm. For every player, there's a prospecting TO, a prospecting event organizer, somebody that can be a good mentor, a great advocate for the game that can't wait to have people playing at their place, at their shop, at their club. So the chain initiative is likely to offer also a TO mentorship and support program. We do not have the details on how this is going to be. Mm -hmm. Possibly it's going to be an endless 
how do you say, an endless sequence of phone calls with either me or other TOs all over the world, where we try to school the, the people on how <laughs> to run events. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hey, I, I, will, I will tell you, I know you probably have also gotten gotten the occasional message panicked going like, all right, so I started running this event and I realized I had no idea what I was doing. Please help me. Yeah. How some do some I version of that. These on the software. Yeah. Like, how do I get the lists? How yeah. do I enroll people on TTT? Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Your website is amazing. I'll uh, how do I, I don't know, how do I report my event for such and such purpose? Yep. That's um, that's the type of support we would like to offer. Because, again, we are going back to the tables and this is the moment to uh, leverage on the momentum that has been built over the past two years. All right. So now what I want to do is... Um... I'm, I'm going to ask some questions that I know the answers to, but I want to give the, cause th- these are probably some of the basic things that people are, are, are going to be asking. So, um, is the, my, so one of the things we had on that, on that main slide was, uh, you know, you had integrated players, TO portal, uh, a unique player ID and performance meta tracking tools. So is my SW chain the same as my GSID? So if you guys don't know what a GSID is, that's your, your unique identifier for gold squadron. When it comes to gold squadron events, are these things the same? Kind of. We defined the, uh, the personal chain code that every player will have as, uh, sorry, that every player might decide to have if they decide to opt in the program as a powered up version of the GSID. Because the GSID as structured is actually tied to the name of the account on Tabletop.to, mm-hmm. right? Now, this we discussed this. The GSID is a genius idea because it helps you to arrange your side of event organization, right? Yes, yes. Yes. I will, tell, I will t- tell you with the, uh, uh, right now I'm, I have about 350 of 600 packages packed. This would have been impossible without the GSID. Without. Impossible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a tool that you use for the player's convenience and for your convenience. So we said, how do we re-equalize and take it to the next level? Uh, We said we have a plethora of tools such as squad builders and all these useful websites with stats that people love. They want to crunch numbers, but they are not perfectly tied together. Like they talk to each other using json files that are interoperable files that are sent from website to website such like you get a squad on launch by next it can be transferred to ttt and then it goes to yasby and yada yada you know the drill Mm -hmm. Uh, we said how can we build on that to have players consistently record all the data they generate and actually bind it to their account like the conclusion we arrived to building on what Tommaso pitched to me years ago is to have a unique player identifier this unique player identifier would 
actually not only appear in one of the tools, but appear in all of the tools. These thanks to the support, obviously, of the people who works behind said mm -hmm. tools. Um, likely, you after the project will be publicly released and on air, you will find in your go-to squad builder an additional field in the profile where you can punch in your code. And thanks to some technology magic that I know nothing about. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> You're right. Magic! So uh, all this data will be connected. Mm -hmm. So in my vision, because uh, I'm the madman with a vision, but there's people actually working on this right now. Mm -hmm. uh, one day we'll be able to see who played what and how they placed, and this will generate a series of data um, where we can have much more granularity. Uh, how do you say, when, when we're reading that? Uh, yeah. Not only who has won with what, but how that specific archetype has performed uh, more linked to the exact person. Mm, this is quite hard to explain. In my head, was much, much easier. Oh, no. I mean, you, you got it. I mean, it's the, the idea of being able to take data across time because when you're when you're linking it to to not only because, like, for instance, P pink brain matter, absolutely amazing uh, tool that allows you to uh, to generate reports on just kind of generic uh, data that have happened in these tournaments that have been generated. One of the things that we can start to create is this. Uh, it, it kind of also builds off of if anybody is familiar with the um, the flight club series that we did. Right. You have the ability to essentially I'm going to use the word rank players, but really more organized players by different levels. Hey, how you know, how is your personal if your goal is I want to be the best X-Wing player, like if you want to play that game, you can basically have all these mini games built into it. You can kind of see how that goes. It gives us um, – when I see this kind of uh, – you know, I, I'm a big baseball fan. I love baseball stats. And in baseball, they make stats about everything and about anything. And when you can connect it to – uh, to an individual player, you have the, you can, you have all these awesome storylines. When you know it, when we get back to like worlds, you know whenever that would be, you could say, "Hey, look, this player not only did great in the world championship, but look, look at their journey through this." You, you get a, you get a lot of uh, a, a lot more connection to events that have happened in the past, not just single moments where sometimes that person's journey can get lost. And I, I, I'm a sucker for being able to have narratives with the data. Like, I think, I think that's really important. Uh, I think GSP dubbed it as we are data, right? Yes, correct. So, <laughs> uh, down to the real talk, the GSID is fantastic, but as we discussed, I think, was it, last week mm -hmm. that we came down to the actual how things work yeah uh, the gsid created sorry created uh i mean led to a problem all these tools read your name on um tabletop to to actually build the metagame statistics right uh the problem is that once players started to enroll in the galactic qualifiers and they punched their gsid into their TTT names, what happened is that 
uh, Marcel Manzano GS111 and Marcel Manzano without the GS ID, they were actually recognized as two different people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is not a big deal, but it kind of is because the, the beauty of numbers of data is that you can read a history through right. those numbers. But if you add a... Uh, if you add a branching out and you divide that data flow, then that data is still readable, but not consistent. It's not air quotes true data. It's not valid. Mm -hmm. To tie all of this, chain code. There it is. Now, Marcel, Ryan, Will, ideas, thoughts, reactions, friends. Questions, even. Uh, it definitely sounds ambitious. Uh, to to start, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great tool for everybody to use. Really filling filling in those gaps where there's just not a resource for them to access. Right. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, like Will said, yeah, it's very ambitious. Um, it's it's hard to immediately think of what you know questions could uh, like that come from this um, because we haven't put it like into practice. I feel like there's going to be a lot more that's going to have questions or thoughts or things that can make it uh, improved or better once it's kind of out in the wild a little bit. Have you done any like full tests yet? No, not yet. Cause the, uh, during the pitch meetings, we'd like to talk about the technology readiness level. So the project is uh, currently in development on a scale from one to nine is actually between three and four. So the first concepts are being put together, but since it builds on already assessed technologies, such as the tools that we were referring to, uh, I would say that some sort of public testing is likely to arrive soon-ish. If mm -hmm. we want to discuss an eventual timeline, now, again, I'm not the one dealing with technologies and integration because I'm a technology literate. Like, I can kind of run a website, but that's where my skills stop. Uh, I'm very good at hand gestures, as you can see. Like, I can do all of this, but right. technology, not my jam. Uh, in my vision, I would say that some sort of public testing in early 2022, like just the time to uh, actually building the IT infrastructure behind it. That is not an easy task, but uh, Jan and Adam from Back to Dials, please stop sending emails to feedback at backtodials.com because <laughs> they, they don't have the domain anymore. I was asked to <laughs> refer to this. <laughs> Um, Flipster and many others supporting the host. Uh, I would say that, yeah, uh, public testing is likely to be happening in early 2022 because these will need not only a massive amount of data collection, so be on the lookout for forms that content creators and players alike will be asked to fill to, you know, uh, feed the database that the chain hub is going to run on. Uh, 
it, this will also require some testing, feedback, and you know, an, an iterative cycle of improvement because nothing is going to be perfect. Like nothing is actually perfect. Of course. At the first outing. So, you know, iterative, iterative processes. Now, and I know that like one yeah. of the concerns that sometimes pops up a lot, like, well, do I, like th there, you'll get a, 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 a range of reactions all the way from this sounds awesome all the way to like, I don't want to be a part of this. Do I have to? Of course, you don't have to be a part of it. So, like, it, what is the bare minimum? Obviously, like the resources and all that, that sounds like that's just going to be open to anybody to use, right? Yep. Okay. And then if I wanted to be a part of the chain code, how, what is the bare minimum information I got to give you? So, uh, we are aiming at just asking you maybe nickname and an email. Now, this exposes the whole operation at risk of maybe people having multiple accounts to multiple emails, but I mean, we're playing a fair game. So uh, you do you, but we are aiming to ask you for the bare minimum data. Mm -hmm. Everything is gonna be opt-in, opt-out. Like this is what we were actually discussing about 24 hours ago. Like, what are we asking to people to give us in terms of data? And the overall consensus was that obviously in the current world, privacy is important. I'm not trying to sell you a VPN service, so no Surfshark <laughs> from <it> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are going to keep an eye on privacy and asking for the bare minimum. Because again, there's different levels of engagement towards the internet and all this stuff. So... Um... Help me dumb it down to a um, just just a regular player. So um, I'm a mildly engaged. When I say regular player, like somebody who's not invested not in the forums and everything. So so I'm a mildly engaged. Play occasionally. Do the local store championships or something like that. Um, sometimes, sometimes not. No, don't really travel. So. Um, I go to the store or I, you know, I sign up for a tournament. They're like, Hey, um, sign up here or put your name here. Like what, what, what's there to gain? Like, what do I get out of it? Like what, 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 what benefit is it for me to. So I would say that the direct gain is to have a collated sorts of information about what is likely your favorite game because whether you are mildly invested or a little bit invested or immensely invested you are likely to consume content uh, this means also branching out towards new content you might want to discover like a new blog to read a new podcast to read going back specifically to your organized play experience, you gain by joining the chain code program, uh, you gain a consistent, uh, how do you say, a consistent tracking of your performance that you might or might not be interested in, but I think it's very helpful. Like if you are on an X-Wing journey, you ought to look forward, but you also might want to look back to see how you have actually performed in the past. Uh, this data is not always easily readable. This supports you in reading such data. Uh, plus, you said, I'm an average Joe playing X-Wing. I double at my local store. One day, you want to 
you might wanna like kind of expand your your borders, like expand your um, your catching, and maybe branch out to the closest store. How do you find this other store? You have you're gonna have a visual map to find either um, other player groups, other shops, other events, like the closest event near to me. All of these functionalities, we kind of have them because Tabletop.to offers a great page called the next events in game, but by offering a more visual tool to uh, consult this data would be of, in my opinion, of huge profit to every degree of investment player. And I think w one of the other things is, if you guys remember, let's let's go in the Wayback Machine. Uh, and oh, something else I want to I want I want to hit. Um, and this is because because I know uh, this is similar to Yasby, Launch Bay Next, uh, Tabletop.to, all of these tools that we've used consistently. This is a this is just another community effort. Right. It's yep. just it's another thing for us to to pull together as a community. Um, and that brings me back to to another thing. Um, you know, if you guys remember back when FFG Fantasy Flight Games first talked about the release of an official app, one of besides just the list building, one of the things that we talked about was the possibility of centralizing all this information i think that's what made people the most excited the 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 way to uh a, a way to centralize information and this all the things that you talked about right uh all, all the resources for for tos and all that and putting that in a package that not just provides the information but also looks good right so you're 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 getting that um you're, you're getting that balance for that person who so, so for instance, you know, a um, board game geek, while it has its uh, its pluses, like it looks like a 1995 website, right? It's it's really old style forums. It doesn't look impressive. It it does it it has no appeal visually. So you're gonna lose some people that way on a on a style like that. Um, but the, the the app never did anything like that for us. I think overall it was it was a letdown. Obviously, it's being discontinued, um, and it, it just didn't have have the excitement. Besides all the other issues there, <laughs> watch my video on that if you haven't haven't watched it yet. Literally, did it? The rating was a do not use out of ten. Um, Ouch. Uh, hey, it's the truth. Um, but I, I like I like this idea of centralizing this information uh, because when somebody goes and it's a reality that most of us, in my, from what I've experienced, we would rather Google a question than ask anybody about it. Before we ask another human being, we're going to go type in X-Wing game information or something of that sort. And if we can have a consistent place, of course, if 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 there's buy-in, and that's that's the big question, right? If there's buy-in, and that that it's a, it's a popular site, it, it continues to get used, and I think it's a great tool to build. I mean, obviously, I'm in it for X-wing, but we also talked about 
Legion, Armada, other other SW based games. Um, I think it could be really awesome. I, I'm I'm super excited about that. Now, one of our viewers, Canadian Bear, had a question asked. Um, it, what if they play Armada and Legion and this all gets integrated together? Um, do I have to have multiple accounts for each or can I just be like one person connected to all these games? So that's the base idea. You have a unique player identifier. So you are not asked to have a identifier for X-Wing, an identifier for Armada, an identifier for Legion, an identifier for... I don't know, any Star Wars Rebellion organized play circuit or Star Wars RPGs. You, you don't need that. You just need one code that is given to you at registration. That's how the code is issued to you. Um, this is a code that uniquely identifies you. I, would, I think the correct way to say this is in a non-denominal way. Mm -hmm. Like it's an alphanumerical code. Yeah. It's not a, your nickname is right. a bunch of numbers and letters that reading it has no meaning, but it's you. And this brings me to the topic of cross-contamination between player pools. Again, we had a few challenging years now, and a lot of people in their free time has doubled into other Star Wars games. Like a lot of my mates have started playing Legion. A lot of Legion players when they got back to the tables in summer 2020, they said, ooh, shiny. In addition to tiny soldiers, there's also tiny spaceships. Likey, I'm going to play also that. <laughs> so uh, we had players playing the, um, the Swiss rounds at the Europa Cup the Saturday in X-Wing, making Top Cat and then saying, you know what? On Sunday, I'm going to play Legion. So I'm totally dropping the Top Cat. <laughs> to go play Legion, because they wanted to experience as much possible from their event. And this led us thinking, why? Do, let's not paint ourselves in a corner. Because mm -hmm. painting yourself in a corner, never good. And let's not limit ourselves to only X-Wing, because the whole Star Wars tabletop community produces an, a, a massive amount of content and resources. This to say that when we talk about tools and integration, we are not only talking about the tools that the GSP crowd is possibly most used to. So YASB, LBN, TTT, uh, second edition school designer, but we're also talking about the Star Wars Armada fleet designer. Uh, the, um, was that the Legion uh, Fifth Trooper squad builder? the Legion podcasts, all the Armada video feeds. Like, if you make content for one of these games or for many of these games, because there's good people like Crabbook that kind of branches in all games, mm -hmm. yeah, be on the lookout because you should be there. Pretty cool. So, Pretty cool. Um, I, again, I'm a simple man with, with a simple brain. So... Um, I'm going to ask you just to see if my if if my understanding of what you're saying is like if, if I can if I can, if I could dumb it down a bit. All right. If we are on the same page. Yeah. So uh, you're using big words, big 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 words over my head. So uh, I am an X-wing player, and I want to know. Hey, I got a tournament coming up. Um, I wonder what's the most popular thing out there. 
is that can I is, is all the data is there it, it, would this be a place where that that replaces like you know this fortress and all that where I can go in and say uh what what's 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 been the the best ship for the last month would it give me that answer uh, I'll give you a couple scenarios so this is just like like a couple quick hits just so I can wrap my head around the benefit for the player right I get the benefit for the organizer and and for the data crunchers and the bloggers and all that but just for for the player so, so uh, in, in that scenario um, the the aim of the hub is not to replace some already assessed tools but is to present like an excerpt excerpt of said data like what is the ship that has performed best we already have a tool for that that's metawing right that i, I assume that you all use uh replicating metawing would not be useful to anybody because there's people who has invested work in that tool and it's already assessed so uh, the aim is to have an excerpt of the results of MetaWing on the website and then link the average Joe player to, hey, go explore MetaWing where you have like the full, uh, the full array of data. Like this is a snippet, but this is the whole thing. So it's more like a, like a directory and a, so this is a directory. This is, here's the snapshot, uh, like here, here's the, you know, here's the front page. If you want to read the rest of the magazine, go there. That, that, that's where it's located. Okay. Uh, and the other part that I that I'm curious about is if a player you were talking about earlier about a player being able to track their own performance is will a player have their own pro? You know, they'll have their own profile. But will will you log in? And be able to see your your activity. Like, what will be the user's experience? You know, when when you when you log in, um, you know, I'm trying to think. Like, when you log when you're playing video games and and you log into your video game account, League of Legends or anything like that, it'll say this is how many, uh, this is how long you played, this is how many games you played, this is how many games you've won, this is how many games you've lost, this is how many medals you've won. Uh, you know, here's how great you are, and here's how bad you suck um shame so, yeah. shame. so, shame. so is and, and then there's a leaderboard comparing you to other players or where you stand within your country where you stand within your 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 area or, yeah 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 so just curious about that just again just to uh just dumb it down to a to a, like what what yeah. am i visually gonna see yeah because event like this is a discussion that uh, it's not the first time I have when pitching this idea. Uh, we usually end up talking about rankings. Rankings in this understanding is a very loosely used term because as you reported, uh, all the experiences that people nowadays have with video games and ranked play are uh, not meant to like classify people in a ladder, but more to give drive to people. So the user experience we're aiming at is, yes, you will be able to see uh, how you performed, like how much have you played, where have you played, how you did in such and such event, and maybe some sort of, you know, um, mid-term and long-term objectives that you might want to achieve 
through your playing. Uh, one idea that was tossed at me by a player is you could have some sort of X-Wing Olympics. So if you win a tournament with a faction, you get one of the rings of the Olympics uh, logo. If you manage to win a, I don't know, minor or major tournament with all seven factions, you get such and such achievement that might be tied maybe with the support of other content or component creators to some sort of prized ship to you. Uh, that's the sort of experience. I, I think just just the having the achievements, you don't, don't even, you don't have to connect the physical prize. Just being able to have, have that achievement, I think that that's awesome. And you can, you can create different versions of these um, with connected uh, events. I, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Say a player uh, manage, manages to make, I say, top cut in all of the Galactic qualifiers. They get the top achievement because they made the cut every time. I don't, I'm, I'm just, you know, going freely, but that's the type of engagement that we are, we are thinking about, because I can't say that we are working on, because many of these ideas are still in a seminal stage, still in development, but obviously we are open for feedback. And that's at feedback uh, at backtodials.com? Yes, absolutely. Shoot an email, <laughs> feedback at backtodials.com. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Uh, one more question, well, for me. Yes, uh, Professor. That's not my question. That's from the chat. It's, uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Simatik uh, or something like that. Um, asking, this is a lot of labor, like it's, it's laborious, uh, time-consuming, uh, a lot of people and a lot of moving parts involved. So how will it be? What's the plan to get it, to keep it supported and to make sure that, that, um, that the people that are doing it have a continued incentive to keep doing it or, or whatever, how, how are you going to pay for the servers? How are you going to, yeah. Uh, so all that other good stuff. Maintenance. Uh, nowadays, the most common model is the Patreon slash recurring donation model. Uh, subscriptions and all these kind of services. Uh, I am more keen on something like starting off maybe with a donation box because there is a lot of man hours put into uh, the initial development of the project. Uh, myself, that I'm the least operative person on the whole thing, I've been more of a communications guy for the moment. Uh, but I've put an awful lot of time into this. For the moment, as 99% of the other X-Wing and the gaming tools is developed on a voluntarily basis. So there's people offering their time and their efforts for the benefit of other people and the game systems themselves. Obviously, um, wishing to run something like this on a zero budget or paying everything out of pocket is a noble intent, but maybe a little bit unrealistic. So something I've thought about is start easy, maybe with a donation box, like many other initiatives, not necessarily tied, say, to Patreon subscriptions or some other of other recording form. Uh, we are discussing this there, but that's the most likely outcome, at least in the beginning. So if you have a small donation to make like you have 
may be done in the past for other tools, that's another aggregation tool that you might want to donate to. That's awesome. All right. I mean, that's that's straight straight into the point. Because uh, yeah, obviously, the, the biggest – once – because I'm assuming, right? Uh, and, again, I have – I don't have uh, any software development experience, but I'm I'm assuming that you know the the back ends of these tools, uh, of this tool, of of this aggregator, of of data, um, ideally is built to sustain itself, right? Like you, when points change, maybe there's things you have to do. But if if the aggregation language is written in a way where even that might not matter, it's right that that's going to be the path of, of least resistance. And then after that, it's maintaining the the servers and just making sure that cost is paid. Uh, and after yep. that, I mean, I, I think it's maintaining it, its cost at that right. point. Exactly. So and yeah, and shout, shout out to all those all those uh, you know in, involved. Like I think I think, and you know, Filippo and I, you and I have talked about this. I think this definitely has the potential to be a really awesome tool. And I hope I hope that it comes to fruition. Uh, and if it does, it's through you know it, it's it's through good planning. Because really, this this the planning phase. It's is is, is is the most important, right? We got got to get it right now. Have all those like, the uh, architect. That's that's right. Oh wait, for those pe for people who may not know, Felipe is an architect. Yeah. 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 Don't I, I envy your skyline a lot. <laughs> no, yeah. He lives around masterpieces of architecture, so yeah. But we mostly need an enterprise architect, and thanks, Jan from Pink Brain Matter for dealing with me for the last month or two. So, <laughs> uh, to uh, chime in on what you brought up, uh, yes, it requires a lot of planning, but I am, a, for those who double in project management, I'm a big fan of the Mac Limi curve. So basically the more effort and resources you uh, put up front in the beginning of a venture, the more, uh, sorry, the less expensive the changes that you make or the detours you take in the beginning are. Um, if you plan poorly, those detours in the long run, they're going to be much more expensive in terms of resources. Mm -hmm. Say a rework. If we uh so decide to use one language instead of another programming language now uh maybe we wasted say five hours five man hours of work if we decide to change this in six months then we have wasted a million work hours so that's why the initial planning phase uh, i can't say hey on day x it's going to be out might take one day more, might take seven days more, but maybe one month more. Like, But mm, a little bit more planning and testing in the beginning goes a long way on the long run. Cool. Well, I, I know... Um... You know, if you you want you want some more ideas, I know we can throw them at you. Uh, I'm excited to see where this ends up going. Uh, Ryan, Marcel, Will, you got have anything else you want to bring up in relation to to this? I have I have one other thing I wanted to say, but that that's more of a closing closing statement. I uh, just want to 
uh, maybe recamp. Do uh, let, let me try to phrase this right, uh, because you're you're gonna have a login for a chain, right? Does that uh, will you have to link those other accounts together um, where it's getting the information from, or will it uh, create like a profile automatically for you? So it does create, like in my understanding and what we're actually working on exactly in these days is defining how the user profile works. Because obviously if say you use the same email for all the tools, it's kind of easier. But what I also discussed progressively with all the, mm, all the guys that created said tools is, hey, like, are you willing to have an additional field in, the pro in your user profile? Mm -hmm. So the uh, APIs, sorry. Yeah, they can, I, so they can talk they, to each other, yeah. Yeah, because they usually talk through JSON files, intero interoperable files, and or via the email account. But having this unique identifier should make things much easier. So once you have your profile, you should be all set. The effort that we expect you to have is to take the code issued by the chain hub and punch it in the other accounts. Should take maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. And for anybody, oh. yeah, for anybody oh. who's never done that, if you've played in a GSP event, you've done something like this before. It's the same idea as when you like go to Yasby, you take a link and you put it into tabletop.to and it spits out the, the list for you. It's that same idea. That that same that same idea. It's taking one piece of information and connecting them together. That's awesome. And then the this the, Ryan, did you have anything? I would say, um, I guess whenever you have that plan test, I mean, it, it seems like with your timeline, uh, it could line up very well to when after we get the final full rule set from AMG and potentially have things aligned to start getting things going. So uh, hopefully there'll be some uh, excited volunteers, put it that way. <laughs> To uh, help you iron as many things I out as so. possible, because uh, uh, you can do as much testing internally as, as possible. But it's once it's out in the open, it's that's where all that's where everything's found. Yeah, the field tests are more important than closed sandbox tests. So I, I agree on that. And again, even if it's not going to be perfect, maybe in the beginning, every test is a learning experience. So let's see how that rolls. Awesome. And and one one of my favorite things about this project uh and and why why I'm backing it is it is there there's I'm going to get a little philosophical on you guys just uh, just for a minute. You, you you can't stop me. Here I go. Um I think unity is such an important idea in in this game and in this community. And when I look at this tool and when Felipe was telling me about it, it looks like a tool for unity to be able to bring people together and um that that makes that makes me excited just b being able to bring people together to talk about a common interest um and that is x-wing the miniatures game and that that makes me that makes me excited 
So thank you for uh, for for your, thank you for your presentation today, but also <laughs> thank you for uh, you know you know th- you know th- this interview is 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 genuine, but at the same time I knew all these answers. Uh, but thank you for also letting us be a part of it because I think it's really it's really cool um, to be a part of of this initiative. Thank you for having me, and you know to offer a visual showcase for the chain hub project like uh i'm really excited because again i'm the i'm one of the guys with the vision i know nothing about how these things are actually like done in tech but just by seeing the conversation between the people behind it is like it's really exciting like i can't wait for it to be out and i hope it will serve the play groups and the play community as good as i think because if it works it's gonna be good and it's <laughs> gonna work i know it's gonna work that's 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 right positive thinking the power of positive thinking all right and, man well i know that it is uh but if you guys don't know he lives in italy it is some rid- what some ridiculous time over there <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah so you should probably get some sleep i would think and uh and we're gonna we're gonna do some lists of the week and some questions of the week here um is there anything else you want to say shout outs you want to do before we let you go uh i had a few shout outs lined up that i can't really remember oh yes i have one uh shout out for liam King of the Pirates for XTC, maybe 2022. Hey, Liam, are you ready to maybe contact a team of pirates? Because everybody knows that you got excluded for from a team that I'm not going to name. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, the other shout out is obviously for all the people behind SW Chain. Because I've been spending the last maybe month or so pitching this to people to get feedback. And you're, like it's easy to say, hey, your help was super valuable. But it, it actually was. Because every idea has to be refined. And your contribution has been instrumental in defining this vision. And if we manage to develop this vision properly and to be of use for you, well, it's also your merit. Like this is a communal effort. This is the very definition of a communal effort for the community. Last thing I'm gonna say, because you know I love my tangents, I referred to XTC 2022. We are still in the early planning stages. And yes, you still have to receive your prizes, but I swear it's been a challenge. I swear it's been a challenge because the supply chain at this moment is Hey, shipping wait wait sh- wait shipping is hard shipping is <sighs> shipping and production of prizes is difficult no it's what? a nightmare like you, you know that we're kind of like also mass producing the thai what's his name Ta- the thai whisper tokens so like the supplier still has to receive the cardboard to print the final test and then proceed to the final print. It's, it, it's been a nightmare. They do not receive cardboard. Apparently half of Europe is out of cardboard. And I'm like, is that a thing that can happen? Well, just, just order Amazon. Amazon comes <laughs> in like 12 hours and just get your scissors and your, and your like Elmer's white glue and I have my round. I mean, it works for AMG, computer. right? With like, yeah. So. Don't get me started on that, please. Because 
the other day when I heard about uh, token and objective and obstacles print out for tournament play, I was like, big yikes. No, 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 no. Uh, somebody hit up Andrew and the other component producers because well, we'll, we need like we'll be, we'll be, we'll, we got some cool stuff cooking here at gsp <laughs> okay. for for that all, stuff all so all you need is you need a little curl paw creative that's all you need yeah. you need a little curl paw in your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i was saying sorry tangent the last thing is if you are watching this video cast if you have listened to the other podcasts about the chain initiative and you are aware of the XTC circuit, well, but your country is not maybe represented at the tournament, well, be sure to get in touch. Get in touch with me, get in touch with Bartosz, get in touch with the organization. Shoot an email to Gold Squadron, who's then gonna relay it to us, because we want more captains, we want more representation, we want more teams at XTC 2022. So, Gold Squadron, thanks for having me. That was my final remark. All, all right. Thank you. Have a good night, man. You, you can just, Thank you. just click click the disconnect button. That's all you got to do. Yep. Ciao, ciao. Have fun. See ya. Hasta luego. All right. Now let's say what we really th I'm just kidding. All right. Uh <laughs> All right, man. I I think I think that it could be really cool. Um, obviously, like with everything, that there there are potential pitfalls. Uh, but if if it happens, I think it's cool. I think it could be yeah. really cool. We we, we got to get his elevator pitch down to like more like uh. Oh yeah, like it was a, way too long for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we got we got to take it from like the Sears Tower to more like the like like a like. Like a five-story standard building, little, Just little, little, yeah, little local yeah. hotel. Yeah. yeah, your business happens at like the at the local hotel. Yeah, that's right. One, one, one minute to forty-five second. Boom, 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 boom. All right, I got a list of the week for us, friends. All right, I got a list one for us to break down together as a family, because that's how we do lists. All right, give me a second to to adjust this so that you guys can actually see it. Uh, in its entirety. One moment, please. As, uh, my monitor decided to freak out. Can you post it in our notes too, please? Oh, I will. Oh, I will. All right. So we got we got a rebel list. And uh, and this rebel list cometh. Oh, there were some picked already. Okay. I, I got a couple. You got a couple? All right. Well, we're going to. Like super easy. I put two of them because they were super easy changes. We're, we're going to start with this one. This one comes from our friend uh, GN Bob. This is GN Bob. GN Bob sent us Hera Syndula with Elusive, Wedge, Naked, Garvin, Naked, and Heftober with Intimidation, Tactical Officer. And, of course, that pivot wing, 200 points. What you think? Initial reactions. <laughs> I mean, this uh, this starts off at the base of uh, was it Andrew Older who was running? Well, we mm, yeah, this this Hera definitely Tommy. had had that 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 feel. Right. So it starts off with a hint of Heratani, um, but then puts in a power piece. Oh man, now I'm blanking. Was it Ali who was running Wedge and Heratani? I don't. 
uh, I forget now. But uh, I think those pieces are very good. Garvin, Wedge, Hera, either in the A-Wing or B-Wing, very powerful. Um, they come in as uh, the X-Wings with their heavy hitting. Uh, the, the questions I have is about Heft-tober. Mm. Uh, now, he does get in action if, uh, if someone runs into him he gets to perform an action, uh, which is very interesting with tactical officer because you can then coordinate after your initiative to moving. Uh, so that's very interesting to me, but is, uh, I guess my first question is Hera A-Wing or Hera B-Wing for this list? This is a Hera A-Wing. Great, 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 great job calling me out on that. Yes, A-Wing. I didn't, didn't mention No, it. no, no. I'm asking like you guys. Oh, should, should it be, be an A-Wing? Or should yeah, this one I'm going B wing 100% because of the okay. speed of the list. You want to the, right. the the A wing will just out out outpace them entire list. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't and think that's plus, too difficult though because that Hera A wing in most cases, uh, at least in the movement aspect, can orbit around a lot better as an A wing versus the B wing that's more determined in its trajectory. Yeah, but and then this particular case the the b-wing also i mean this is basically a a punch you in the face and you just get more mileage mm -hmm. out of the um, you get more mileage out of the three die attack gun i think plus one yeah, red die uh, on uh, just for zero for zero additional points now uh however it it takes it's it's easier to choose to shoot at hera on the a-wing I mean, on the B wing, than it is to shoot at a three agility tokened up A wing, uh, and you usually want the opponent to want. I'm trying to figure out like why would the opponent ever target Garvin Drays? And in, in this list, Garvin, I think, um, kind of uh, gets I, lost. I would say if if you Switching to the B-Wing, which I think is mm -hmm. it's it's a very viable, and actually that's one of the first things I did to swap to the B-Wing version. Um, if you want to make people shoot Garvin, give them selfless. If things are already going kind of slow and sticking nearby, and you want Garvin to be shot at because he's got the, the infinite focus going, have him be something that's going to pull damage from other stuff. Yep. Selfless. I, I agree. that That's exactly what I swapped that elusive for, um, was also selfless. Uh, but I, I want to I wanna touch on another thing as well. Uh, you might want the A-Wing because of the easy access to focus and evade. Um, but let's not forget the closed foils of the B-Wing's configuration does have an, a barrel linked to red evade. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can do those half-tower... Uh, coordinates uh, after Hera has, well, probably won't be after Hera focuses, but with a coordinator out there, you could still get focus of aid, which could uh, protect Wedge and Garvin as well. I like that. I like that. Now, one of the things that we know, we know that intimidation's being banned, right? We know that. I know sure. that we don't have any idea of the points changes that are going to be happening. But if we had to lose intimidation, because we have to, it's on the, it's going to be on the ban list. What would we do with those three points? What would you do? Generoso. That that's what my my brain went to first immediately. Uh, yeah, you got yeah. The, just, that second. Just pop it out because you, uh, if somebody bumps into you, 
uh, you know by that point, you know, because it's happening after initiative, so you probably know who's being targeted or just throw an extra evade over to Hera so it becomes to everyone. So um, actually, no, Hera wouldn't be able to get it in this case because she can only take the focus action once. She wouldn't be able to take a focus action again to turn it into an evade. Is, is there any merit to tactical scrambler on Haftober, or is that putting too many eggs in... Uh, the, the the blocking bucket. basket. Well, the, the other thing is, if you that's one point cheaper than Gian Urso, so you can um, go with tactical officer and Zeb. Uh, again, you know Zeb allows you to shoot before the changes occur. Zeb allows you to shoot whoever bumped you. Mm -hmm. um, so we we know Gian Urso is, is good. Like I'm not fully against putting Gian Urso. Oh here, no, I mean Gin is, Gin is, and Hera is, so good. Is Gin Urso? much better be when kyle is in the list because you have that passing mm. instead of the action oriented stuff right granted hera does pass to other people but it's off of one action have we seen a successful rebel list that has Jin urso without kyle that's a great i mean that's a great point mm, not really that no. that's a great point now we don't know if it's Hmm. Kyle obviously gives you that flexibility, right? And I think that's what you're that's what you're pointing to there, Ryan. Right? You have you have that additional instance of being able to trigger Jin or so. Yeah, and it's the same points. I mean, it's fifty points for a Jin, uh, Kyle with Jin. Mm -hmm. So I I don't see what in I don't see the benefit of half. I understand the coordinate, but uh, Kyle's ability is essentially a coordinate. Um, right, and it, yeah. I mean, at this point, we're going back to like the, the to, right, the original version of, of the, original, the list. But it, I mean, it, it's it. Uh, you, you can't argue with with success. I mean, I think that's <laughs> well. So if, if 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 they wanted to keep a U wing in there, at least right, because maybe they're thinking. Because I think one of the things that stood out to me going forward at least within the objective scenario game we saw from AMG, is that medium and large bases will have a higher count or a contest objectives better than smaller ships will. The, the, the number or percentage may change from scenario to scenario, but it seems like they're putting a little more emphasis on the medium and large base ships affecting objectives and contesting them better. So mm -hmm. if they're like, okay, I know this is happening, I want a U-Wing because I want to try this for that purpose. Then, you know, what, what do we do for them? I mean, I, I still like the Jin or so over Intimidation. I think it gives you that flexibility to where you're not having to just throw Hef into situations just to trigger some ability of his. Because mm -hmm. uh, when Hef's coordinating Hera, he doesn't really lose that token. He can always has access to it as long as she's nearby. So I think that the, I was looking for other named pilots, uh, yeah. but I couldn't really find anything yeah. other if than K2SO. No, you can also there. fit, no, you can fit, uh, if you get rid of Garvin, again, if you're, if you're, mm. if you're, if, you're mm. if what you're looking to do is mm -hmm. get, um, you know, focus tokens out there, is benthic two tubes with perceptive co-pilot 
So we're going double double U wings, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I, some people have played it against a person named Dion back a week ago. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not K two. So yeah, it was um, Ben Thick with perceptive. And then uh, just an half. The oh well, yeah, they had half over, but basically get rid of the stuff on half over. It just becomes, but that that just gives basically. Oh, that's why it was over two hundred points. Mm -hmm. I mean, would the benthic I'm looking at is fifty four points perceptive, uh, co-pilot on them. Yeah. It, could that just replace wedge in this list? Oh, you mean do Hera, Garvin, Hera, Garvin, half, Benthic and half? Yeah, that's actually. Because that would, would give you a little less uh, attack power. And, and then you still get to keep the intimidation and all the other toys on half. Actually, I'm, I, well, the whole I, time I, was... I put Jin on half still, okay. but yeah. Yeah, the sure. whole time we were looking at this, what I was trying to figure out is how to fit in. Leia, because that's the thing with, I know. with the Leia's U-Wings. so good with the Just, U-Wings. You need Leia with U-Wings. I mean, is that worth uh, if you, if you the Perceptive off? Well, if you get rid of Jin, if you get rid of Jin, Yeah, you can fit you Leia. You got it. <laughs> you, got, you got Garvin, Benthic with Perceptive, Heft with Leia. Uh, and you well, got we, we can go to back burn. to the original list. Wedge, Garvin, Araby, Heft, and you have eight points left. You can fit um, Leia in that. Ah, it, you you lose on tactical officer though. Uh, yeah, but, we, but, you can give it. Once again, that, that's that's going a lot. Uh, I I think that's the the problem with Heftober is that when you load up his ability with you know intimidation and Zeb and all these other things, if you're not getting those blocks, or if the opponent might, I don't know read your card and see that well maybe we avoid that ship well uh, it's easy in, it that case, in that case just cheat and grab the two cheat. and then just flip them around and be like no i want that to be half now right, that, right. It works. that happened in uh, our game that's... by the way <laughs> oh you're just like that was half actually oh jeez. no I, I was just it was more of not for maybe this list but uh like a general question of how much do you guys put into comboing your pilot ability or like forcing your pilot ability to work that's my my problem with heftober is when i when i want them in a list uh which i have to say never is i never like hef gotta have it um <laughs> right okay, it's you want it to be a you don't want it to be a linchpin in the list the reason why the Heratani list works so well is that all four of the pilots did similar things and it didn't limit to who it went to, right? Hera could pass mm -hmm. to anybody. Garvin could pass to anybody. Uh, two tubes can pass to anybody. Kyle can pass to anybody. Like, that's what the... And, and the question I have, and this is my, my suggestion for anybody who posts lists and lists of the week, let us know what is it. And I think this is the reason we're having trouble, guys, is we don't have a direction here, right? right. It was just It's just a link. Boom. Mm -hmm. Take a look. Um, and I think 
I think it sounds like our overall opinion is that it feels like the list isn't optimized, but we're not entirely sure which parts are important to you. Because what we did is we had a version where we took out Wedge and put in another U-Wing in mm-hmm. order to make Hef better and kind of have better support. Um, we took out uh, – we completely cha- – we had the potential of taking out Hef completely and replacing it with the with a Hawk. Right, which is uh, which brings it more towards the Heratani version. Um, but I think what we can probably do with this list is is maybe take a second and talk about Heftober. Right, let's use it as a, as an opportunity here and saying is is it worth building a list around Heftober as a piece, or is it just when it happens? Cool, thanks. I think it's definitely a when it happens, cool thanks. It's just a matter of if you think it's, I mean, it's, it's only one point more than a generic. Mm-hmm. So you're not investing more, but it doesn't mean you have to reach for him. If you're one point, if you're at 201, I don't think you lose much by dropping down to a generic. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, you you kind of do. Um, I mean, bumping happens a lot. And I think one of the things that Hef does that a generic doesn't do is the same thing that a ship with intimidation does, which it adds that psychological factor of saying like, okay, the, or, or a bomb with trajectory simulator. It, it's a, I will not enter this, this zone. It's area denial at that point, because when you have Hef, you're like, well, I don't want to go there because I know that he's probably going to jam the ship in there. So I will stay clear of this section so it, it 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 serves that additional purpose of i know what you want to do so i'm going to not you know I'm, I'm going to rearrange the way that i play because i think you're you know this area is a do not enter zone again you're talking like trajectory simulator or or a ship with intimidation you're 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 kind of selling what you want to do mm-hmm. but uh that but i guess mean how, how dangerous it. is it really though uh, I think it's pretty dangerous because you're preventing them, at least at the moment before rules changes, you're preventing them from taking an action and you're taking their action and taking it yourself. Uh, so if you load it up with something like um, Zeb, it's like, okay, now you bump, I, I'm, I move forward and I focus, now you bump into me, I can either target lock you to have a, a double-minded shot or I can give a target lock over to Wedge, you know, coordinate. So there's things that you can do. Now, going back to the to Dion's question though about Heftover and how much do you want to center around that, you know, because it's essentially a quarter of your list. It's not a cheap ship, you know, mm-hmm. it's 50, 50 plus points. Is it has to be able to contribute without its its without its little gimmick or its you know, it has to be able to contribute without its its main effect uh, adding. So in order for that to be the case you have to um have something on there that that provides additional support and that's why i think leia anytime you're flying a u-wing or a stop and you don't have leia i think you already lost because u-wings will start bumping and then when you're turning and and it you, you can only turn once and then you're stuck and it'll take you two turns to 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 basically flip around again um, but Leia is a universal card on a U-Wing allows you to stop, you know, with your wings open and still take a shot in an action, or it, it allows you to stop, rotate, and then stop, rotate again, two turns consecutively while your other ships kind of do their K turns and, 
and stuff like that. So at that point, uh, Hef becomes a a a ship that you want to go and kill because Leia is such a threat. Uh, again, you're opening up those caterns for those X-wings. You're coming in for the joust, then you're going to stop those those um, X-wings. Are going to cater and still action, and and it's just too much sustained power. So then at this point, Hef becomes the the primary target. Leia's. I mean, I'm not sure why we don't see Leia as often as as we do, but she is ridiculously good. She went up in points. She's terrible. Yes. <laughs> From two to two to seven, jeez, she's unplayable now. More so. All right, cool. She was that, that... two at some point. She was two. Well, I mean, that's when she gained popularity. Yeah, she was originally eight, but we learned. Yeah, that's what it takes sometimes. <laughs> Life experience is what we call that. All right, uh, let's let's hit another one. We have. Uh, I think Marcel dropped a couple, a couple of quick changes here. You got one from Mike, uh, Mike Corney. Let's go ahead and and take a peek at at that one. Brought, that was a super easy change. I so think you guys might see it as well. Go ahead. So started with is this the the finished one or the starting one? That's the one he started with. So he started with uh, Darth Vader in the TIE Defender with Malice and Jamming Beam, Sunterfell, uh with Predator, and Night Beast with Afterburners. Yeah. And I think this is like a super simple change. You just take that Afterburners, convert it into an Auto Blaster uh, because Malice and Auto Blaster is uh, – Malice, Auto Blaster, and White K-Turns are just um, – it turns them into the mm -hmm. into the Republic Anakin that everyone hated, <laughs> and you can do it indefinitely because Malice doesn't burn charges. You can just crit, 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 crit every single turn. It's it's terrible. It's great. All right, and then <laughs> and then uh, we got one more. This is from our boy uh, Kenneth Lyon. Dropping in another another imperialist here. Let's go ahead and see what we got. Uh, going back to uh, here we go. We got Lieutenant Laurier. That is the sidestepping. Uh, it, it's the, the Star Viper wannabe interceptor. You can barrel roll with uh, with the bank, or you must barrel roll with the bank templates uh, with intimidation and sensitive controls, allowing you to boost or barrel roll during the system phase and losing auto thrusters. Um, you have a Imdar test pilot. That's a, the generic Initiative 3 TIE Phantom with no upgrades. Duchess in the TIE Striker with Predator and Fifth Brother. And the Grand Inquisitor with extreme maneuvers. So on this one, he did add uh, context. Um, long story short of it is he wants to play and make Lieutenant Lower work. So the ship that is the untouchable portion of the list in his view, is the Lieutenant Lore. Now, I completely, again, I didn't know we were doing like a group thing. Um, so I completely... Do you destroy this list? No, not really. I kept, uh, I only changed one... Uh, Hundred. I only changed one one chassis. I only okay. changed one chassis. But um, I'm curious... I'm curious to see what you guys think, and then I'll tell you... Uh, I'll go last, and I'll say how I... Oh. I swapped it. I got I got an easy pairing. Uh, this is where my mind would go if I'm trying to get uh, 
lure to work. So uh, it's a it's an interceptor, okay? Uh, but it move. It's an initiative three. So when I think of initiative three support, I'm reaching right for Lieutenant Sai, uh, because uh, they're both moving initiative three. Uh, that means that Lore, I, I can't pronounce the second R in that word. Uh, lore, lore, do you say lore, rear? Rear? Lore rear. rear. The rear right. of the lore. Lore rear. Uh, that's going to still allow him to do uh, sensitive controls, boost a barrel, be crazy, uh, and then uh, get supported after he moves um, by Lieutenant Sign, who's a great coordinator. And then he could even uh, go as far as putting Emperor Palpatine onto him as well and get a Palp shuttle out there uh, to provide even more modifiers for uh, Lorir. So that's replacing Duchess is what you're doing there. Uh, yeah, because that's 58 oh. points for Isn't just Isn't usually the title on, on Psy yeah, a good call because, because you, you get the, the double action? Yeah. Yeah, target lock, focus. I was thought about Kagi, but uh, to pull, like, locks so people can't lock uh, low rear. But I think the matching initiatives might be very important. All right. What, what, do, you, what do you think, Ryan? Um... Trying to get a little more. So, if if you got that sort of situational, uh, trying to make as much use of Lorir as possible, um, and being that sort of blocker aspect in mind, uh, and, and that's that's what he's going for, right? So he's got he's got intimidation out there uh, again, banned, but. Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Um, well, I guess the question becomes then... Uh, so, oh, ooh, hot take, hot take. Uh, if you can't put Intimidation in, on the lure ear, is it worth even taking? Intimidation? I'm, no, no, I'm, yes, I'm saying... Yes, the way I is, swapped it, I kept lure ear without Intimidation. I think Intimidation... I don't know why he had intimidation on there because I'm not no, looking at Laura. I don't like intimidation. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking I'm at Laura as a blocker. I'm looking yeah, at him I, as someone that's going to punch at I3. I think I'm out as a blocker. What did you put on him, on him again, Marcel? The way I did it? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, let me. Be, well, I'll not, tell not, you. Not, not the whole thing. Just just what were the upgrades? Like, what, what do you mean by punch? Like, what did you give him? Nothing. Just sensitive control. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a three dice gun. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what could be interesting if you were trying to play around with things for low rear to maybe get more out of um, discipline lets you barrel roll and when his barrel rolls are bank curved that could actually be pretty good on him um, if you're already doing sensitive controls and getting around obstacles very easily he could be a viable candidate for trick shot right especially mm -hmm. with those curvy rolls. Um, so if we were considering swapping some things around, we, we know we're taking off intimidation, so we could, I think for now, just to not do anything crazy, swap in for discipline. Because um, ever, ever, almost everyone's a named pilot. Uh, the Imdar test pilot's the only one who's not. Kind of inclined. I know extreme maneuvers is really good. Um, but I think... On the Grand Inquisitor, I want a little spike damage for him. So I think I swapped the easy five points to Prockets. 
so he has um, something to push an additional spike of damage. I think that's going to be pretty helpful. I'm just trying to think what we could swap the um, the Imdar pilot to, to someone who seven, might have... Seven Sister is 44 points, if I'm not mistaken. Fifth Brother, I think, as well. Oh, no. Uh, seventh is 43. So, yeah, Seventh or Fifth Brother could go in there. Uh, they're... Fifth is currently being used on Duchess. That's that's oh, so one six. ship that I'm not sure I actually like too much. I, I, I know I like for it, a long but... time a lot of people liked Fifth Brother Duchess, but man, it's, that is the most expensive ship in the list right now, and I can't advocate that to be honest. Without um, so it what made what made her so effective? I played I played her for almost six months straight. Um, this was obviously pre-COVID. Um, and when you had like a proximity mine on her and you could take a big enough bid where you guaranteeing that you're moving after initiative fives, you, you, you were, you were fearless. You, you went out there cause you, you have that ability to point your, you, you had the ailerons either yes or no plus positioning yourself and like, well, I'm not going to shoot this turn, but I'll bomb you next turn. Uh, and that fifth brother, could do some work um but man in a in a in a road world random order after dials duchess duchess scares me and investing those 12 points also worries me as well because you yeah, could could not you, you, you just get a better chassis than couldn't you slapping. get both of the tie v ones here could you get seven sister and fifth brother if I we think that's, uh, i think what what i've just yeah. started building here is Grand Inquisitor with Prockets, Fifth Brother with Passive Sensors Homing Missiles, Seventh Sister with um, you know, Fire Control System, or you could, because I, I, in this list, I, because those ships are so difficult to kill if they want to be defensive, I swapped to Trick Shot on Larir to use that obstacle pre uh, system phase reposition to play that sort of game. So after you have that sort of set up, you're left with three points to decide what you want to do. Um, what was the missile on Seven Sister? None Did yet. You, no, fifth, no, it was fifth brother head homing and passive sensors. Passive, that's what it was. There's just three points left, which there's not a three-point missile. There, you highly recommend ion. that ion missile. Yeah, ion get, missile. Get a three dice long range attack. Ion missile instinctive aim, maybe. Oh, that's a that's actually pretty good. Because if, if you're shooting the ion missile with Seven Sister, you won't be able to use your crack shot, crack shot like ability by spending two force. So yeah, it's just that you only have one point left, and there's not really anywhere else for it to go, unless you do instinctive aim on the Grand Inquisitor. But they already yeah. have focus based reposition, so I think the instinctive aim on Seven Sister makes more sense because you can do repositions linked to focus instinctive aim for the force and still have a full focus for the shot yeah and this is this is actually an interesting setup because you're getting up with like essentially a four ace build but you can keep low rear pretty protected hiding in the obstacle field uh while your your v1s try to get more advantageous position and this, I think this does very similar to what I, I think the point of the list is, right? All the ships are kind of squirrely. They're trying to 
to be play the avoidance game until you get mm-hmm. a mistake and they can strike and and punish you for for making that mistake. Um, and I think you need other pieces that can pull heat off of Lurier. I think my, my issue with Lurier is it is it is a three die gun. It is an interceptor. Um, but if if it's only out there to do cool tricks and it doesn't have other things to pull the heat, it could end up being in a weird, like, in, in a bad spot, in a bad situation. He's a lot of fun, though. With sense of I mean, yeah, it is, it, is, it is fun. Uh, actually, now that I'm looking at him, if he's under 40 points. You can get, uh, if you want to, I mean, I'm just spitballing here. I'm not actually trying to change the list or whatever. But if you wanted to run him with more, like, frontline troops so he can actually go out and be the ace, uh, you can easily fit four uh, Reapers or four Brutes out there. Or I think Barrage Rocket Bombers are about the same cost as well. Uh, to give them like a, some frontline troops to buy them some time. Could be an oh, interesting Oh, wow. One. I didn't realize he's so cheap. Yeah. Look at that. There you go. I mean, are you going to go, chase down the rear when there's four Reapers flying at you? I, I Actually, I, I like that. And this is going to be standard legal. You can't you can't put bombers. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone's gonna risk running multiple reapers in uh, in a damage yourself bump world. But <laughs> if you're bold enough, if you're bold enough, you can be do it. bold. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, uh, hit the reset. I'll do just do what I did real quick. But I All like right. the one that you guys put together with the tie advanced prototypes. I think that's a really good take on it. Mm-hmm. So on, uh, mine will be fast. So I took, obviously, the Intimidation off of Lore. And I took the Fifth Brother off of Duchess. And then I took Extreme Maneuvers. Let's start with Extreme Maneuvers off Grand. Um, then the MDAR test pilot wasn't doing a whole lot for me either. So... Uh, let's put a better one new. Let's go all the way up to Whisper. And let's throw Fifth Brother on Whisper as well to get the, the good big gun. You're at nine points. And then I took... Um, the, the, the only chassis I changed was I took that TIE Vance... Uh, I mean, I took Grand Inquisitor and I swapped them out for another Interceptor. And it was the Valt, Volt, the new guy. Volt. Volt Scars. So basically you get three initiative, five ships. Um, you get Volt, Duchess, and Whisper. Uh, and again, Whisper is the one that's punching hard with Fifth Brother. And then Lieutenant Lore. So you get two TIE Interceptors, uh, Whisper, and Duchess. Du- I think Duchess is still real good with Road because um, uh, Duchess is a ship that really doesn't care winning or losing the... The dice roll you can you you can manipulate um you can manipulate where you want to end up based on the result of the die roll and then on top of that uh i think the the strikers stand to lose the most in a bump yourself for damage type of scenario but again duchess has the benefit of of choosing and then when all the other ships are initiative five as well it just kind of gives you that that thing. So I, I like she this is, one with three initiative fives and lower. She is a very interesting, um, I mean, strikers in general, but Duchess and a, if you could bump somebody, if ailerons counts for it, uh, 
she being able to turn that on and off, I think is really interesting. Might be enough to keep her around. Because you can do it while stressed, even. Well, I guess you can take the focus action while stressed, though. So, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so yeah, so there's just three initiative fives and, and lower. Uh, it's, it's the way that, that I had it. All right. Well, um, there you go. We got we got a little little bit of list of the week there. Lots of different uh, lots of different options there, which is always really fun. And I want to end today with uh, with a, with advice for a new player. Um, on our Discord, name Talk Polite asked as a new player. So that, as a new player, what tournament lessons should I know when going to events? We've, we've had like whole podcasts on this one mm -hmm. thing you, you can only give one what right. what what is the one piece of advice you want to give talk right. polite before we head out today okay i got uh this is actually i cannot forget the amount of times where this would have saved me uh from a miserable tournament if anything anything in your game is weird or suspicious get a judge involved it's not weird it's not awkward if uh if your opponent does something and uh essentially you don't like their response right whatever that i'm trying to be gener generic here but if you ask your opponent something and you don't like their response ask a judge get a judge involved in any scenario man the amount of tournaments that i went home disappointed because i was like man why did i let him do that the triple bear roll or whatever you know so that would be that would be mine don't don't be afraid to ask for a judge you will not offend your opponent unless they're doing something wrong then they should be offended right I have a, a, a GSP after dark story about people being offended when being called out. Um, it was it was an interesting <laughs> thing that it's, happened. It's to happened me. to all of us, I yeah. think. Like. <laughs> Ryan, I'm trying to think because uh, if this is the same talk polite that I'm aware of. He's actually a very seasoned Legion player that has been to many competitive Legion events himself. So. I guess on the X-Wing end, um, things that he hasn't maybe experienced with it, I, besides echoing the statement on the, on Colin Ju Judge, um, hmm, drawing a blank for now, move on to Marcel. Marcel. <laughs> Think a little bit further. Okay, so he's, it's a first time X-Wing tournament, but not a first time tabletop gaming person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my advice changed. Like my advice would have been first-time player is, uh, above all else, get to know your opponent and, and 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 get to know the people you're playing with because the best part of X-wing is the community. So, uh, but if he plays other games, that's probably what he's doing already anyway. So, um, so well, that that kind of changes things. So somebody who is already a gamer and a tabletop gamer does tabletop gaming things but just new to x-wing is uh i would say actually that new to tournament x-wing new to tournament like. x-wing i would actually say that as well i'll just keep i'll keep the same advice is is 
because other communities may, are, are I don't know other communities, but my uh, I know I know the X Wing community. So maybe there's other communities where everybody's in their little niche, everybody's in their little pockets, and everybody's uh, you know like doing their own thing uh, before and after the event. When you go to an X Wing tournament, big or small, uh, first thing is just get to know the people around you and and be social. And even if you're not naturally social, um, give it a shot and just just kind of nudge yourself a little bit and 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 converse. Now, don't over converse during the table, like during like planning phases and stuff like that, because then, you know, like you mean I shouldn't tell you my life story in between these dials. <laughs> so, yeah, bye bye beer afterwards and, and, and tell your life story. But but yeah, I would say just make sure that you make connections with the people and uh, play your game. Call the judge, um, you know, flip the table if you lose. But <laughs> but meet 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 people and talk to people and get to know. Them. And All drink right. water. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, from myself, I mean, this these are probably some obvious things if you've played, uh, you know, Legion before. But making sure that you understand uh, your the base, have a base understanding of your triggers in your list when they're going to happen, and um, make sure that you read your opponent's list. I know that seems really strange, but I have be definitely been to tournaments where people don't look at my list until after the game has started. I have done that. <laughs> I have like it, like it, especially on the like, the casual games and the casual games where you're like ah whatever you know it doesn't matter you just you just look at the ships you maybe make a mental assumption of what's on there and you get surprised and you're like oh you have this thing on there because it's not it's you know when, if you're at a physical tournament the priority is making sure you guys get the game started as soon as possible like that's the priority but during that setup can can I expand upon that too yeah hit it. Ask your opponent about their list. Yes. Uh, if you're like, wait, I can attack you with your Zep card? Uh, or how often can I use your Greedo card? Things like that. Don't be afraid. Like, not that they have to, but most likely they will, you know, be like, oh, I have this Jyn so because it triggers when I throw focuses and things like that. They'll, they'll let you know if you're unfamiliar. Um, with like maybe some interactions or things. Cool. And Ryan, you want to close this out? Yeah, I think actually along the lines, if you're being new to the X-Wing competitive scene, uh, I'd say be very open to uh, analytical conversations more so after the game. Like ask your opponent if win or lose, right? It's because you can both learn something either way. If you initiate the question, but it's maybe more so maybe they ask you because say like you won and maybe the opponent wants to know more of like some of your decision-making or your tactics or why your target priority was X or Y. It's basically those type of questions that it can help you learn a little quicker as to people's people who are competitively minded in X-Wing and why they made certain decisions, why they had certain tactics and strategies, and what they may have to share with you um, in terms of anything about their process of playing the game and how that may... It, it may not change your mind. You may stick with what you've been doing, but you may learn 
a counter perspective and maybe be prepared for that potential if you see it more often from other people. I like it. I like it. An accurate template placement if you're playing in person. Oh, my goodness. Triggered. Watch my 10 ways to have a bad time playing X-Wing, and you'll see, man, we've seen some bad. We've seen, mm, mm. Yeah, Marcel said comfortable shoes. Fact. Fact. All right, but that's it for today, everybody. Uh, we got Christmas in five days. All right. So, uh, you know, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. And if you don't, have a nice week, I guess. <laughs> um, and that, and that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I got to say before we go. Um, I have 350, 350 packages for um, Galaxies are done. All right. And by the way, shout out to Mrs. GSB. She's been helping me out uh, this week getting them done. We got a, we got a good system going. Uh, we knocked out about 150, just her and I so far. And, uh, yeah, it takes time. It sounds exhausting. It is exhausting. Here's the thing, guys. When, when, um, when I was like, I want to do all these prizes, um, Jonah had given me some ridiculous number. The number of variations possible for prizes for galaxies is ridiculous. It's in the thousands of possible variations. And you get you're, you end up with a sheet, all right? You end up with a sheet. The only way I can make this possible, there's a grid on it that has all the possible pro, all the possible prizes on it, and I just read off the sheet how many it is. But in order to have gotten there, we had to do some 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 software juju, uh, G, driven by the GSID hype, um, in order to make that work. But yeah, actually, you know what? I'll pull up. I'll pull up Will's Will's sheet, and you guys you guys can see kind of what what that looks what, like. What I won prizes? Yeah, everybody everybody did, gets participation. I, prizes. I did play in a tournament. You did. You commented w with me on did every I? one except for that one. I think you did commented day two with that one, maybe. Uh, yeah, because I made cut. I think I I think I still uh, set the day aside to to talk about it. So I think I missed one early on. Mm -hmm. one of the early i think the first european one i missed but let's see um, what what i get show me them prizes show me the prizes i don't even know what tournament it was was it lemu lemu no oh uh, i don't know <laughs> well no, actually so you, you know did what well in jetta right so it wouldn't well, have been the, that one define well because okay. I made a well, cut in a few calm, of them, but I, I did. Down. I won. I won the Lemu one, but I made a cut. Let's say he straight won one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant by do well. Yeah. Yeah, that was Lemu. Okay. All right. So actually, I can't show Will specifically because it has his address on it. So this is just here's the template. All right. So the every one of these boxes is a possible thing that somebody could get, and it comes with a number. So you guys can see the, the amount of variations that are possible when I did a, pl a prize per planet. I'm going to be honest, though. I don't know if I'm going to do that ever again. This is – we're, we're getting to a point where my brain is hurting um, getting those things packed. That's where you need a um, – you know, we're going back to, like, uh, the planning and the architect. Yeah. It's not that you can't do it. You just need to have the system in place 
before you offer up the pricing like this, okay how is this going to work in oh, we, six I months mean, when i actually have to ship it out i mean it's working it's working it's, working, it's just you, it's just it, takes a long time how do you time. make it less painful yeah if i had if i had 10 people for three days we could knock it out just done just over but i also have trust problems and availability <laughs> issues so all that all right but well, uh that's I'm it glad you can trust your wife to do it I mean, that's, that's right that's really uh letting, letting go of your fears there doom <laughs> it's true all right everybody thanks for watching stay smart stay safe and merry christmas gold squadron out